Welcome to a slice of orange, North Orange County politics with me, Jody Balma. Uh, today I'm talking to Katie Calvona and Neosha Shakori, board members for Advance OC. And we're learning more about the OC equity map. Um, you can learn more about your neighborhood and communities. And, and this really is for everybody to, to go and look at it. If you're a local administrator or uh, an elected official, this map can help you make better public policy. If you're a resident looking for changes to your neighborhood, this data gives you the evidence of what's happening in Orange County. If you're a local nonprofit working to improve your community, th this can help you with grant applications. It, it, it can help you with making your case um, to partners and making improvements. If you're a student or a teacher, uh, this OC equity map is amazing for research and for data. Um, it, it's so easy to use. I cannot recommend it high enough. Um, it's really an incredible tool uh, for making data-driven decisions in our uh, in our county. So um, come with me and uh, learn more about this. Katie Calvota and Yosha Shakori are doing incredible things along with their board members and their advisory members. Um, they are open to meeting with teachers and students who want to learn more about this. Um, that they're incredible and accessible and fun to talk to. So um, you're going to learn why data is destiny in today's episode of A Slice of Orange. Okay, so welcome to A Slice of Orange with Advance OC. I have two board members, uh, Katie Calvota and Nisha Shakori, who are here to talk about the OC equity map. And I've got lots of questions um, but I'm really excited. So before we start talking about Advance OC, if each of you could tell us a little bit about your story and what led you to this work. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, thank you, Jody, for having us today. Um, we're really excited about presenting uh, the OC equity map to everyone in Orange County, and we hope that it becomes a tool that people can uh, use uh, in whatever uh, passion causes that they uh, want to help promote. Uh, my story is particularly, uh, I'm a, a refugee of the Vietnam War, and uh, my family came to the U.S. Uh, when I was a toddler and um, after a 13-month stint uh, in a refugee camp in Malaysia. Um, and we actually resettled in New Orleans, Louisiana. And so, um, uh, and then we moved to California in 1992. And so I've been living here in Orange okay. County since then, and really just sort of grown up in here in Orange County, watching the different communities um, evolve over time uh, and watching sort of the uh, real life um, uh, evolution of disparities, you know, in our community, Absolutely. The, the differences between the haves and the have nots. And uh, our project with the OC equity map is really speaks to that, uh, us being a firsthand witness of the inequity that happens right in front of our faces. Oh, and um, I, uh, let's see, I was actually, my parents came here over 50 years ago from Iran, and I was, I was born and raised in Orange County. Mm -hmm. um, and when, when Katie and uh, the other board members that had founded the Advance OC approached me to join the board, it was in the beginning of COVID, first of all. So I've already, I was already kind of itching to do something and you're seeing right. those have and have nots just become greater yes. and greater. 
Um, and, you know, through kind of working with Advance OC, and this is kind of in line with Jody, what you were talking about earlier with the, the college and high school students, um, I kind of saw myself separate from the Orange County community until I started to engage more and mm-hmm. be a part of Advance OC. And now, like, I am so 100% committed in, to the community and, you know, doing what we can to make it better. I think I was more focused on national politics or international causes when, you know, right in your backyard, there's so much you can do and you could be so much more effective at it. Right, right. We were having a whole conversation before we started recording about about really dealing with community problems. And and the national media, the narrative is to focus on the fight and the partisanship of it. And and I think that when you get down to the community level, you see that, um, you know, people really do want to work together. It's it, it's a really great um, aspect of local politics um, when it works right. Not always. But um, <laughs> so so tell me, what does Advance OC do and, and, and why you feel it's important to, to spend your time there? I'll take the first part and then maybe Neosha can take the second okay. part. Um, So Advance OC is a a not-for-profit, a 501c3 public charity. Uh, We were set up in 2019 with the sole purpose of addressing the different disparities in our community. So our mission is to close social and health disparities in Orange County, but using Orange County really as a prototype right, of how we can do this across the country. Um, We partnered with the County of Orange and the Orange County Healthcare Agency first to tackle the different health uh, disparities that we were seeing from COVID. And with great credit to them, they saw the urgency and the need for real-time data and to understand, you know, where are the folks that have these underlying health conditions that can be exacerbated by COVID? Who are the folks that are linguistically isolated, right? People that are not getting information about COVID. COVID or vaccines and things like that. And so we created a custom map for them uh, to, tar- to target communities that may be out of reach that, uh, you know, that uh, we want to spotlight in terms of um, getting uh, testing capability into those communities or vaccine to in, into those um, neighborhoods. Um, and through that partnership, uh, the Orange County Healthcare Agency was able to deploy mobile vaccine pods uh, into those neighborhoods that we spotlighted and yeah. creating this, this medium for equity, you know, through right. vaccines. So we had vaccine equity and health equity in action. Um, and from there, we created um, the Orange County equity map that sheds uh, um, information and data on a variety of different social and environmental factors from who has access to food, who has, um, uh, uh, you know, childcare deserts, for example, which neighborhoods um, have childcare deserts to things like who has broadband and who doesn't. So all of these 55 different indicators are presented on the Orange County equity map. And what we did was we, establish this baseline for Orange County so that we can then tackle solutions, right? We can then uh, bring the community together and talk about ways in which we can close those disparities. That's amazing. So, um, oh, and, and Nyasha, did you want to cover the second part of that question? What was the second part again? Sorry. Why is it so important to you? Well, I mean, I think even when you're looking at, I mean, we know just living here that there's a disparity between just South County and North County, right? But to actually see it and see like the data behind it 
is something else. And I feel like, right. you know, what you can't measure doesn't exist type of thing. Like it's like, it's just so much more powerful when you mm-hmm. see it in front of you and you have the data behind it. And so really, you know, our goal is kind of like threefold. One is really to kind of encourage and help a local elected officials to make data-based policy decisions. The second is really to, you know, arm local citizens with the data that they need to hold local elected officials accountable. And so they have a better idea and kind of educating. And then three, really kind of helping those community-based organizations target the, you know, the underserved communities that they want to target much more with granularity. Right. And, and, and the beauty of this, I think is, is that, you know, an individual organization just doesn't have that data that an individual city councilman just doesn't have access to that data. And you've made it so accessible, so easy. Um, You know, when it first came out, I was on it for, I think an hour and a half, Um, you know, just playing around with all the data. It was so much fun and to narrow down to a neighborhood. and, And I have my students use it as well. Um, when they choose a community problem. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what, like there was just no way to access all of this data. We get, you know, drowning in data, like drinking from a fire hydrant, um, but there's no way to put it into little cups and then to, you know, spin the cycle and see a different version of it. So I love the equity map. And I'm so grateful um, for the work that you've done. Um, it gives me goosebumps just hearing that because you're actually putting it into action and using oh, it with your students. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we hear lip service all of the time about data-driven decisions. And in my experience, it's usually the reverse that somebody wants to justify a decision with data. And, and what I love about the equity map is that it really does make you know, data-driven decisions with this wealth of data across these different indicators based on geography, the visualization is so simple, it's color-coded, and it shows the inequities in our community in a way that I think we know when when we see the, the outcomes of things, but but without that data, it's hard to know how to fix it. It's hard to know what to focus on. It's hard to know. And, and I and I love your your three um uh, you know audience uh example because I think that that's so true that the really great local officials are already using this to try to fix their communities. But if they're not you can hold them accountable. Everybody gets to share the same data. And I think that has been, you know, economics talks about the the, the power of, of data. Um, but I think that this equalizes it and, and puts it out there. And I'm just wondering, was that your goal from the very beginning? Did you know that was going to be the outcome? Well, we hope we hope that that would be the outcome, right? You never are really right. quite sure. But what we say all the time within Advance of C is that data is destiny, yes. right? Oh, and for communities oh. that are, yeah, for data is destiny. So for communities that are not represented in the data, right? We we are showing outcomes and disparities in outcomes because certain communities are not represented in our data set. Right. And so one of our goals is not only to provide an agnostic and nonpartisan source of data right, for the entire county, but that we also want to be inclusive 
and for the first time collect the data mm-hmm. in, uh, in these communities that feel invisible, you know, in Orange yeah. County. And no one has done it with the kind of uh, breadth and depth that we have. And that's our main goal is to be able to help everyone who's doing good work. I mean, so many people are doing great work, but this little bit of data just helps them sort of get over that, those uh, hurdles, you know, uh, when, when they're applying for grants, for example, this data can be helpful when they're trying to petition their city council on an initiative, this can be extremely helpful. Right. And, and when, um, and parents and students and teachers and anyone who wishes to engage the community, this is a tool that is um, very easy uh, to use. And we designed it to be very easy to use. Statistics can and data can be very difficult. Right. And most people actually try to make it even more difficult than it has to be because right. they, they take a very academic approach with data. Yes. But for us, we always wanted to make this be a tool of the people. So we distilled it down to a level that everyone can understand. Yeah, well, well done. It really is. Um, it, it's so easy to use. So, so how did this come about? Like, who had the idea that this was the ultimate goal? Well, it's like a, a confluence of events, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so, myself, Sister Twe, who's also a founding board member, and and Nazi um, uh, got together, and we decided we're like we want to do something to address um, these. Uh, this inequity in our community that we see so obvious, right? Because we're all longtime community volunteers. And we just felt like when we were helping out another nonprofit, we weren't really getting to the systemic issues, the structural issues right. that is sort of the root cause of a lot of this inequity, right? And so uh, we decided that the best way for us to contribute and not take away anybody else's good work. Every so many, like I said before, so many people are doing really great things. We want it to be uh, additive, right? Um, and so we thought that we should create a, a baseline for the community so that everyone is on the same page and they know, um, you know, how we're doing as a county, how people are doing at, in different cities, and how people are doing in different neighborhoods. Um, because we know that poverty looks different in different communities, right? right. Inequity looks different in different neighborhoods. So we wanted to show that and do it in a way that's not threatening you know, to people right. do it in a way that's um, very comprehensive mm-hmm. and touches on all of the various different elements that make us, you know, make a society thrive. Um, and that's, that's what, that's how Advanced OC got its start. And then of course, with people like Neosha and, and David Threshy, who's on, also on our board and, and we're adding additional board members as we speak, um, they all really want to take this concept and bring it uh, and make it a reality here in Orange County, right? Mm-hmm. With their various different talents. Yeah. Well, and and I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking at your board and your advisory committee. You've got a really impressive group of people with lots of diverse experiences and and careers. Um, Was it tough to get so many people involved? Uh, Are are people kind of knocking down your door to to be a part of it? I love your advisory committee. It's just a wealth of of different people in Orange County all coming together for, for this same goal. I'll let Neosha speak to that because she we recruited her as well as our uh, as a board member. Um, but all of our advisory committee members are longstanding people in the community yeah. who see this as a different path, right? A right. way to make structural change. And when we approached them about this opportunity to do that, they were all game. 
because they've yeah. they've been a part of the community. They've tried different solutions, right? Um, and they've all been supportive of everything that you know different nonprofits have done in the community. Sure, but they see this as distinctly different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, sure. I mean, I pretty much they after like two minutes, I'm like, okay, where do I sign? <laughs> And I mean, especially when you see the amazing people behind it, like Katie and Sister sure. Nazi, and it, it's just like you you want to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really great. So I really appreciate it. I hope everybody can go play around with the equity map. It really is fun. Um, uh, and, and so I, I appreciate that. How can students and community members get involved? What What can they do to help? Is using it the most important thing? Yeah, getting the word out and using it. And then um, we're open to coming to any school to help present on the concept. If there's a teacher out there who's listening to this, who wants to include this as part of uh, a curriculum, we'd love to partner with them, Um, you know, uh, and and being able to maybe even create a a class or a club on civic engagement. I think we were mentioning that earlier. Um, This is central to civic engagement because the disconnect that people see between policy makers and decision makers is how it ultimately impacts their neighborhood, right? And we actually have a visualization, a way to show that you know, uh, a connection. Um, and so being able to teach people how to use our equity map and the social progress index uh, for their neighborhood uh, will allow them to get more engaged. And I think that's a great tie-in uh, for students. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. So we'll send everybody there and hopefully a whole bunch of teachers uh, will, will be contacting you to, to do presentations um, because I do think that it's just an amazing, amazing tool. So at the end of uh, every show, I ask some questions to, to folks. And so uh, if you want to take turns answering these, uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? Mine is just the good old adage of this too shall pass. Seriously. <laughs> and it's something that I always use because, you know, when you're in the thick of things and you think, yeah. oh my gosh, it's, you know, the sky is falling. Right. <laughs> it usually doesn't. And it's with some time and reason that things you um, can solve things and work through things. So that's great. Katie, yeah. what's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've I've ever gotten is that, um, you know, ultimately this is basically career advice. Ultimately we're all our own salespeople, right? So don't be afraid, uh, to promote yourself, to promote things that you care about. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't do it, no one else is going to, right. And so right. it's, it's important that you share your passion with the world and your value with the world. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So what's a book you like to recommend to people? Well, there's this, there's this one book I read over the summer that I loved. It was called Enlightenment Now by Steve Pinker. Have you heard of that? Yeah, it's amazing. And, oh, did you read it? Yeah. Yes. So for me, it was, you know, because I'm always like, we're regressing. Why are we moving backwards? You know, the sky is falling. And it <laughs> actually really lays out how much progress we've made and how much like, you know, science and humanism and reason have like, you know, really progressed us. And so it's, it's a little bit kind of better and a more optimistic way of looking at things. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where you may have to step back a really long way to see some perspective, Yeah, but it provides that. Yeah. Katie, a book you like to recommend to people. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if we're talking about um, advanced OC and the work that we're doing, the color of law is really important to understanding that because that really, for me, detailed step-by-step how um, we, you know, have these structures in place uh, in the beginning and how much of it is institutionalized. And so what we're trying to do is we're showing the uh, outcomes of years and decades and generations of work, right? Uh, That goes against sort of these equity principles. And what we're doing with Advanced OC is just a tip of the iceberg in terms of what we all can do in the community to dismantle these issues that have, you know, um, created these systemic uh, barriers for a lot of different communities. So I would, I would recommend starting there to really, truly appreciate and understand the work that we're doing at Advanced OC. You're not our first guest to recommend uh, <laughs> the color of law. And, and I think it's really crucial. It's something that's not taught mm-hmm. in, in our schools. And so I think that it's really revealing to exactly how that systematic and structural racism came in when you are, you know, particularly when our schools are based on geography of where you live, it, it's all tied together. And so, yeah, it's an excellent, excellent book. Well, um, so one of the things I want to say is um, our concept of place-based analysis, you know, the reason why we even um, uh, do it uh, with a map is precisely what you just said, is that so much of our governance, our local governance is based on where you live. Yes. So th- the probability of you being able to live to 90 years old is predicted by where you live. Right. And so before that, we used to talk about this population and that population. What we are trying to say at Advanced OC, no, let's look at this neighborhood and that neighborhood. Right. Because it comes down to the mapping. Absolutely. Right. And, and, you know, earlier when you were talking about the pandemic, I think it was so revealing of problems that already existed in a very stark way. And and the same place of, of your um, where, where you lived when you first came to the United States, New Orleans, that yep. we learned so much about that structural inequity after Hurricane Katrina yep. and, and the rebuilding and, and just not being able to have supplies. And I think that, that there is this revelation in disaster mm-hmm. Yeah, and it focuses yep. people's attention on problems that have always been there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Uh, so is there a hopeful message you can share with our listeners? Yeah, I I would like to invite them to join us, you know, whatever they're working on, whatever they're passionate about, leverage the tools that we've created. It was meant and built for them, for our community. So there's no small question. Please come and reach out to us, however we can help. Um, We're in this together. And, um, you know, we'd love to have, uh, we'd love to help other people and other organizations achieve their greatest impact. I love it. I love it. Nyosha, hopeful message. I mean, I, how can I, uh, <laughs> it's, I know because it like brings in everything. Um, yeah. you know, it's, I'm, I am hopeful in doing this work myself. And so just like Katie said, you know, we, we want to make change together. And so whoever wants to kind of come in and, um, work, we work together to do it. It would be amazing. 
Well, one of the things that I have loved about doing this podcast is getting to talk uh, with amazing people doing amazing work in Orange County. And it makes me feel really good knowing that the two of you are working with all of these other partners in Orange County to, to really to really help reveal some of these structural inequities and work together with community members, with citizens, with organizations, with local officials um, to come up with community solutions. I think that's the most helpful, hopeful message that I can see. And um, I, I'm going to do a public shout out to, to Katie Calvota, who, you know, was so influential at getting the um, Asian American uh, presidential candidate forum in, in 2020. And you were just so generous in reaching out to students to make sure that students were there and community members were there. Um, and, and I just really, really love what you are doing in the world. Um, so thank you for being part of my community. Um, and, and I thank can't. you, Jody, for oh. everything that you do. I, I feel I like knowing there's a Jody Balma out there oh. too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I really do. I, you know, the men are great. Don't get me wrong. I love a lot of them, but um, women are, are just my, my inspiration. Um, and I think that women supporting one another and doing good work are, um, are going to be the change that we need in the world. So, um, and, and guys, I love you too. Um, but you gotta, you gotta be more supportive of one another. Um, so I'm going to leave with this of who should I talk to next? Oh, um, I think you should interview Hugh Nguyen over at the the healthcare agency. He's the new director of population health and equity. He's doing amazing work, um, bridging these various different divides, addressing social determinants of health. We work closely with him. He's Mm -hmm. amazing. Awesome. I he love it. Amazing. Yeah. Good. I'm going to give him a shout out and see if I can get him on the show. I know they're super busy right now, but <laughs> if we can find some time. So thank you. I really appreciate you spending the morning with me and uh, I, I love hearing what you're doing. So we will definitely continue this and make sure that we get this into classrooms. Thank, thank you. you.